Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahoma's Oklahoma State football podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. Once again here at Stone Cloud on a Tuesday night, having a blast. It's a hopping place tonight. It's Jacob. busy. they got a food truck out right? here. They've got live music. They've got beer. They, they do have they beer. always have. Yes. But, so, yeah, it's, it's really happening here tonight. Right. Exactly. I, uh, I, I told the people on Twitter, come out here, pretend like you're here for us. Yeah. But you can just enjoy the food and the beer and, and yeah. have a blast. So, uh, our, great to be back at our regular Tuesday night location. Uh, of course, we'll talk a little bit about Oklahoma State's 36-25 victory over Baylor. Look ahead to Texas Tech next week. Let you in uh, behind the scenes on uh, on our visit with the players earlier tonight uh, after practice. Lots of stuff. Excuse me. Lots of stuff to talk about. So, um, of course, we want to remind people always to subscribe to the Oklahomans yes. Oklahoma State newsletter, the uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys Minute uh, Sports Minute. So, uh, so go check that out. And make sure you're subscribing there. Uh, make sure you're uh, you're taking care of the good folks here at Stone Cloud. Come out and visit them. Um, listen, if you're uh, whether you like craft beer or not. They've got options for stuff yes. that if you're if you're not a, a big um, explorative craft beer drinker, they've got good stuff that you'll uh, you'll enjoy. It's a really cool place and uh, a, f- a food truck here tonight. So uh, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, sorry you uh, yeah, you, you missed, missed out on you some, missed on the uh, barbecue truck that's here. Yeah, we're not gonna miss out on it. Oh no, but oh, no, you will. Sorry, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, well, let's uh, let's jump in. You've uh, is this a diet coke that that Mike Gunny mixed for you? <laughs> yeah, here? I, was, I went the inspirational <laughs> of. Uh, is it Mike Gundy or Joe DeForest? Who's the inspiration oh, right. here? Joe DeForest is so, the original inspiration. This is not a Diet Coke. No. At no, all. This no. is a, uh, a a night, a Stone Cloud night. They have a light mm-hmm. and a night. Yeah. And this is their dark lager. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually really good. I had never had it. It's It's been around a while, but I had never had it. And uh, I'm in a lager mood. I think it's the fall, so maybe a lager kind of hits a little bit differently. Makes but, yeah, sense. it was good. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, this is not my beer. This is Evan Troy's beer. He won uh, last week. That's he true. picked the uh, the closest That's score uh, on the uh, in the comments section. Thirty eight twenty four was his prediction. Thirty six twenty five obviously was the, uh, the the final score. So uh, Evan Troy, this is your beer, and yeah. I am uh, really going to enjoy it. Um, so <laughs> next week, uh, or uh, well, after you watch this video, go down in the comments on uh, on YouTube there. Leave your score in the comments section, and uh, and uh, if you're closest, you win a free beer that one of us will drink for yes. you next week. We'll so, take care of it. Absolutely. So I'm going to enjoy Evan's beer here. He uh, he went with a classique. Classique. Tonight. Oh, yeah. that's a good choice, Evan. Good it job. Is. It's a, uh, a a reliable option from yeah. uh, from the folks here. Very at Stone classic. Cloud. If you want to go with the you, uh, uh, English pronunciation. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so uh, classique is what uh, what I'm looking forward to uh, to enjoying here tonight. Um, all right, let's uh, let's. Look back at uh, at the Baylor win. Obviously, uh, for our, our podcast listeners, they know the uh, the technical difficulties that we battled through yeah. after the game. Uh, Listen, we're not old. I don't understand this. No, it, it we, we've got to figure this out. Yeah, I'm we'll, going on Twitter uh, we'll Spaces tomorrow night on Wednesday with the Texas Tech crew, right? And the Lubbock paper uh, with Don and Carlos. Um, maybe I can learn a thing or two from them. Maybe so. You can ask Don about his AP Top 25. Well, I, like. yeah, that's on the agenda. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so tune into that tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Wednesday when this comes out, 
tomorrow evening, or I think around 6 o'clock, I'm supposed to be on Twitter Spaces talking to OSU Texas Tech. There you go. All right, big game coming up. But sister we do paper. Wanna, that's right. So. A sister paper of ours out there in Lubbock. So um, that'll be good. Uh, real quick, look back at, at Baylor. Um, nothing's really changed. We, we covered it pretty well. Lots of big individual plays, lots of really big team moments. Uh, just all around a very positive building block for this team, I think, for the future, Jacob. Yeah, you seem – they already had confidence. They, they never lacked that, but they gained more confidence, particularly in the run game, in the short game. Spencer Sanders, um, the secondary, I think, even gained a little confidence. It didn't look great at times. And now, as Brennan Evers said tonight, with blood running down his face, which we'll get more into that, <laughs> said tonight, they, they feel like the Big 12 runs through Stillwater now. Yeah. And so they went out, and I think – Prove that with their first game, and so yeah. they're gonna. It's a matter of them keeping to prove it from here. But I think they took that first step. And I, I got asked this question in a uh, in a radio interview uh, earlier this week, uh, but I'll, I'll pose it to you before I get into to what my answer was. But how do you avoid a letdown after such a uh, such a big win that had that had a lot of sort of exterior stakes involved? I th- I, you can't have a letdown in the Big Twelve. I think it's right. how you avoid it. Yeah. I mean, there's not this idea that you play a big game and then you get a couple weeks off with a Kansas and, and a bad Texas Tech or a Kansas and a bad West Virginia. There is not really a bad team right now. And so I think they keep the foot on the gas that way. Um, and as Evers again alluded to it, there's not a 21 banner hanging in that practice center right, right. now, and that really annoys him and others. And so I think that they just are so motivated to go prove last year wasn't a fluke and that they could take that next step. Yeah. Absolutely, and and I and I think it's guys like Evers that hold this team mm-hmm. together. Brock Martin, uh, guys that have been around, yep. been through the difficult times that they saw earlier in their careers, uh, you know, and and now been this close to to the the Big Twelve mountaintop mm-hmm. at least. And I I think that those are the guys that you rely on this week to keep this team focused. Not only going coming off of the Baylor win, going into Texas Tech, but throughout the Big Twelve schedule. Mm-hmm. I think the leadership of those guys is critical to this team but especially in a week like this when yeah. you've got so much so much emotion tied to the game from a week ago so i think that's going to be that's going to be really big um you alluded to, to evers i did not get a chance to, vi- to visit with him i really want to hear the story about the blood running down his face i didn't really get a true story so <laughs> so we walk up to evers he's been there for a little while i walk up and he's got blood like split like right here and just blood just run down his nose and it's dried he didn't clean it up it looked pretty badass if you're if you're you know i mean right he said he looked like jj watt he said he feels like he's jj watt <laughs> and uh and then he talked about i guess people comment all the time on instagram posts from osu that he looks his asking if that's jj watt already <laughs> so now he feels even more and then he says girlfriend has a crush on jj watt and we kind of dropped the conversation from there uh-huh, uh, that's fair. it, it that's got fair. a little weird but um Apparently he said it's just a it's a Tuesday workout, man. He said it's a Tuesday workout, and I was like, I I don't want to know what Tuesday workout is, but he said he's probably gonna keep splitting from here too. Like it's probably not gonna heal. Right, won't and have time so, to heal at this yeah. point. So uh, that was pretty fascinating itself. But yeah. I walked up, I was like, man. So um, you know when maybe that's maybe they're having intense workouts on Tuesdays. I don't know. Well, yeah, um, it is. but. Evers is going full J.J. Watt out there, and mm-hmm. maybe he shows up that way on Saturday with blood already running down his face in pregame and steps across one of the uh, Monroe Mules or something in, uh, <laughs> at Texas Tech and says, hey, man, what's up? And they're <laughs> like, uh. So, yeah, so he's a crazy man. Let's just go with that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, at, at this point, I'm 
halfway convinced he's just cutting it himself before. He might be. He just uh, just just going. He's got a little got a razor, razor in his glove, and right? He yeah, just slices yeah. it. Yeah. Old WWE trick <laughs> yeah. from the old days. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I can see I can see Brandon doing that. Yeah, uh, he is a crazy dude, but a, a fun guy and playing really well. Yeah, uh, really important to what this uh, this defense is doing up front. Um, you know, Mike Gundy talked on uh, Monday uh, about kind of the the lack of pass rush that they've had this year. Doesn't feel to me like they've been asking uh, that they've been asking linebackers and safeties to help out a whole lot in no. that. I don't think they've shown their full creative mode. No. In uh, in what they can do uh, with uh, with getting quarterback pressure, um, I think a lot of times they feel good enough about what they've got on the defensive line. Yeah. They feel they can rush three, rush four. Yeah. And uh, and keep things contained. Texas Tech could be a little bit of a different uh, animal. Yeah. Uh, Donovan Smith can move a little bit. Very big and physical guy, and uh, and they're throwing the ball like crazy. Yeah, and I think Evers talked about. I asked Evers. I said, "Are teams just throwing the ball faster? They just get rid of the ball quicker just to kind of neutralize it." He said, "Definitely non-conference." He said, "Baylor not really." He said, "Baylor is just so creative and does so many different things that you know they they did what they do." And so I think Tech's gonna be the same way. But I think you're right. They got to dial up a little bit more just to get Donovan Wilson. They did last year. Yeah. You know, and so I think Donovan Smith. Sorry, and you get that pressure. Xavier Benson or Mason Cobb coming a little bit more. Maybe Jason Taylor coming off the edge and a delayed blitz, something like that. You know, I think you can really do some things that that cause some problems and and uh, kind of make things interesting. But yeah, I think we haven't seen this full arsenal yet. No, um, and I, and I saw Dave Aranda brought up on the uh, the goal line play where they got the safety. That it was the first time they had seen that formational issue used. I think that was the, the or the personnel that mm-hmm. they use. Yeah, and I don't know that it was because he talked about it was all defensive ends out there. We've seen that We've before, seen that, yeah. But maybe he maybe he was talking something different that I didn't pick up on. Right, yeah. That's interesting. Now I want to go back and watch that. Yeah, that play. Um, now I I retweeted this video. It's been circulating a little bit on on the internet mm-hmm. of uh, right before Oklahoma State safety. Did you get a chance to watch? Uh, I, to watch I've that? seen that. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's pretty wild. They uh, they're coming to the line. Camera from behind uh, the uh, the the end zone. You see. Siaki Ika clapping and then waving him on, yeah. giving him a, a "bring it on" kind of a, kind of a sign there, and then they sneak it right in his yeah. face, which was. Uh, was Ever talked about how impressed he was with the offensive line doing that. Yeah. He didn't know it was Ika, and I said it was Ika, and he said, "Oh, he's a really good player, so that's really cool, <laughs> you know." And so, yeah. yeah, so that meant a lot, I think, to both sides of the ball to see yeah. the offensive line do what it did there. Yeah, really, I think I, I know this doesn't seem like a big deal, but I think the short yardage thing is going to be something that comes up. You don't realize how often you need to go out and line yeah. up and get one yard. And now that they've got this confidence to do it, I think this is going to be something that they, they feel a lot more comfortable with going down the stretch. I think it's going to play I, – I think it's going to be the biggest takeaway. When we look back in December, mm-hmm. we're going to look back at, at that moment as being something that, that yeah. really started something important for this well, team. Well, I mean, think about it. If I'm not saying OSU's going to the playoff right now by any means. We're super early. We're a month away or so, if not more, from the playoff rankings even starting. But if they get against a team like an Alabama or a Georgia, they've got to have that ability to go down short yardage situations. Yeah. And so I think if they get in that scenario where they're in these big-time games, they can look back and say, this is where we figured it out. All right. So you heard it here first, Jacob predicting playoff Ooh. appearance for Oklahoma Ooh, State. Don't go on my bets. I'm still <laughs> not doing very well in the picks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
All right. Well, uh, before we move on, anything else from the Baylor game? Like I said, we we covered a lot in our post game podcast, so I, I don't no, know if there's I think, anything. I think it's good. Uh, we did get to talk to Tom Hutton, the hero of the game. So we'll talk right. more about what we talked with Tom Hutton. Yes, but we got to talk exactly. to Tom Hutton, the hero of the game. He does get credit with the two points on the safety. Oh yeah, he's taking uh, credit for he's that. He's totally taking credit. So yeah, we'll talk more about the players. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's uh, let's actually just jump in right there. We did get to talk, we got to talk to uh, Brennan Evers, obviously Tom Hutton. Uh, we also had Mason Cobb, Bryson Green, and Caleb Etienne. Yeah, a really uh, really fun group, and uh, a lot of guys that were interesting to talk to. Um, you mentioned Tom Hutton is taking credit for, for yes, the safety. Absolutely should too. Even though he was not pleased with himself. No, he didn't like the punt. Which I was surprised me. It yeah. really surprised. He said he thought it was going to take a bad bounce and go backwards, mm-hmm. which was not helpful. And he did. He said he wanted to kick it deeper. Right? right? Is that what he said? Like he wanted it deeper, and then it took the nice roll that he that he needed, but it wasn't what he was right. aiming to do. And so basically, he didn't even watch the play after. Basically, it. he's saying his goal is to fly it directly into Braylon Presley's hands yeah. at the one yard line. Yeah. In the exact corner of of the yeah. field. Yeah. Which I don't know would have worked. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know that Braylon was down there fast enough right. to do that. No, it worked out perfectly the way yeah. that it uh, the way that it happened. But um, I mean, interesting odd fact that he talked about later. Uh, he got asked about the new turf at, at Oklahoma State. Oh, I missed that. He, he says that uh, he feels like his ball bounces backwards more often on the new turf than huh. it did on the uh, the previous turf. That's this turf's a little bit softer. Yeah. Uh, he feels like the ball bounces backwards. I have no idea if that's, that's legit or not, but I found it fascinating. Yeah, so. that's very interesting. He didn't um, even see the safety that he earned. No, he did not. He, did he was not so disappointed with himself. Completely missed it. Yeah. Didn't, didn't get the chance to go celebrate is, with the guys. Which is sad. He yeah. need, you know, maybe he needs to get another one. Yeah, he does. That's yeah. that's, that's the answer. Um, He's also not happy that people are returning the ball more on him, mm-hmm. um, which I think is, he said the wind's a factor a little bit, but I think his leg strength's getting a little bit. He's still adjusting to the new fact he's a little stronger right. as a punter. Yeah, I mean, Mike Gundy talked to us about, uh, about this after yesterday's um, uh, interview session. Uh, the last punt of the day. He says over five second hang time, forty eight yard punt. That's pretty solid, and that's not something you see a lot from from Tom. No. He's uh, you know he's a he's a forty two yard guy. Yeah, and uh, that was was pretty impressive. And, and Gundy uh, applauded his ability to get that punt off quickly, which is something that is is was that was new yeah. to Tom when he arrived here four years ago. Yeah. So, um, most interesting thing, and maybe not the most interesting, but but Tom talked about. The fact that he has absolutely decided he's not coming back for a super senior year. He's done. Once he gets his degree, he and his wife are heading back to Australia. Uh, not even going to try the NFL. No, not interested. Ready to They'll go. They'll take uh, old punters. I don't understand why he's not interested. They right? will take old guys that could punt. He's, uh, honestly, it sounds like he's homesick. Okay, that's Sounds fair. like he wants to go that's back fair. to Australia and, uh, and, and get back home, start having kids, and, uh, and move on with his life in that's construction. Fair. That's what his degree is in, yeah. and uh, obviously he has some some hands-on experience from his days prior to coming to Oklahoma yep. State in in the construction field. Wants to move on with his life and uh, and ready to get it done. So, and uh, of course Oklahoma State already has their next Aussie punter already lined up. He's only yeah. 21, but it is, at least he'll be like 25 by the time yeah, he's done. So uh, it'll, we can still make some, some jokes. I I've never covered an OSU punter not named Tom Hutton. Really, I didn't realize that. Yeah. 2019 right. was his first year, right? That's that was right. my first year on the beat. Yep. I've never covered an OSU punter not named Tom Hutton. Yeah. And next I will know what to do. To, you'll be able to at least say you haven't covered an OSU punter that's not from Australia. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I just I won't know what to do without Tom Hutton around. Right. Um, who else did you uh, did you get to visit with during? Uh, the, I visited the day? ET Caleb Etienne for right. a little while. Um, that was interesting. He talked about you know he feels faster and stronger uh, than he did when he first got here and a little more 
comfortable. Um, he likes what he's doing. Talked about his, his uh, baby boy a little bit, Caleb Jr. Um, talked about him. Um, but I, I went in and asked him because, you know, we, a few weeks back we talked to Preston Wilson about his diet and what he does. And I asked him, you know, what's your diet like? He said, I don't really have a diet. <laughs> he said, I might eat a salad once a week. I was like, no, not an actual diet. Right. So if you're, if you're curious, Caleb Etienne eats a salad maybe once a week. <laughs> but he said he eats pretty much just whatever he wants. He says he's kind of cut back on uh, the heavy amount of junk that he has to have in junior college when he got really big. Right. He said, but he still eats McDonald's and large pizzas and everything like that all the time, which I thought was just fascinating. Yeah, it is. Um, because obviously he's lost 40 to 50 pounds, somewhere yeah. in that range. Uh, but at the same time now, as hard as they're working, as fast as they're going in uh, offensively in pace, I mean, he's burning off a lot of calories yeah. throughout the week. So. Uh, just maintaining at 320, 325, whatever he's at now, yeah. is a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. And no, I think and he's doing well. He seems to be happy with what he's doing. Right. Um, but apparently, there's no strategy to it. Yeah. Just eat. Eh, there you go. Which is my strategy in life. Right. Just it eat. Is. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, uh, in life. If I could, if I could be uh, trying to maintain at 320, I'd be in good shape right now. <laughs> um, that would be my diet too. All right. Um, I got to talk to Mason Cobb. Yeah. Talked a lot about the fourth down play, which I uh, which oh, was yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, said he realized he didn't uh, he didn't realize uh, the uh, the the level of blocking and how uh, how weird it looked, how impossible it looked that he actually scored it through there. Oh yeah. Um, you know he said the fullback missed him. Then he had the the tackle who had who had looped around the tight end that uh, that was trying to get on him. Said that was probably the hardest part. Then he made the tackle. And he had no idea whether the guy had gotten the first down or not, so he had to wait before he could celebrate. <laughs> he wasn't even sure if he had uh, if he had well, accomplished the goal. So, um, I'm really enjoying getting to know him because he is yeah. uh, he is a neat dude. Um, one of the team barbers. He, uh, really? Yeah. Been cutting hair since he was a uh, freshman in high school. Wow. Started doing it. Said he uh, he jacked up his little brother's hair. Uh, on multiple occasions, and, <laughs> poor little bro, uh, and just had to uh, just had to shave it all off uh, uh, more than <laughs> once. So, um, yeah. it sounds like my haircut styles. If I got a hold of some <laughs> clippers for some people, it would not go well. Right, right. Uh, but he also cuts his own, and he looked pretty nice today. Wow. So, okay. Um, that's uh, that's not easy. No, that but, is not easy at uh, all. Give him some credit for that. But um, you know, he's one of seven siblings. Yeah. Um, you know, the he's uh, nobody else in his family has been in college as long as he has at this yeah. point. And so it's a really big deal that he's here and, and doing mm -hmm. this. And, um, you know, obviously with that many siblings, some of them being out of the house and older, uh, you know, not everybody can make it back all the time. And, yeah. and so they kind of pop in and pop out. Uh, but, um, you know, gets to see his family come in from Utah on uh, on regular occasions. His parents definitely, they're pretty much always here. Um, yeah. so his dad just recently got a job at an airport, so he gets to, uh, gets oh, to fly out. Nice. Make it a little bit easier. So gets to come watch the uh, watch the kiddo play. So uh, that's uh, that's an exciting thing, and um, gonna be gonna be diving into his uh, his family life and his, his background a little bit yeah. more in the uh, in the coming weeks here as as he's emerging as a very important player in this defense. Which is good because Brandon Evers talked about Mason and how when an Evers and guys like that leave after this season, he feels like Mason's gonna be the next guy mm, and he's yeah. gonna carry on what they've started to make it better. Right. Yeah. So. And um, you know, I, 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 I hate to uh, to bring up the Malcolm Rodriguez comparison. He looked like Malcolm on that play. Definitely, there's definitely some uh, some Malcolm Rodriguez in this guy. Yeah. And yeah, which it's hard. It's, it's easy to understand. I mean, he right. just was 
I don't want to say studied under Malcolm, but he studied under Malcolm for for a few seasons here now, and right. uh, you know, and they thought like, he was ready to step into it. He really is. Yeah, he is. He's done. He's done incredibly well. Um, we did not talk to Xavier Benson. He's off limits. Yes. Uh, but this is a very interesting game for him coming up. Yeah, he's you know he played at Texas Tech obviously a few years ago. Uh, went to junior college after during the pandemic, right? right. I'm trying yep. to get the timeline right in my head, and then now he's here. Um, and he had his, he's coming off probably his best game as yeah, a Cowboy. I would say so. And I would say so. So now he gets a chance to play his old team. I don't know how many people he actually knows on the team at this point. Right. Yeah. I can't imagine a ton, but he knows some. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he kind of maybe holds his emotions a little bit and see what he can do. But I think I think he's uh, feels pretty good about where he's at right now. Yeah. I think so. Obviously, lots of turnover since he was there. Yeah. Uh, you know, new coaching staff yeah. and uh, portal movement and all sorts of things. I mean, for reference, the year that, that he was starting, he started 10 games as a redshirt freshman, 2019, he was tackling Chuba Hubbard last that's time true. they played each other. That's so, true. Uh, that's, that kind of gives you a reference point for how long it's been since he was at Tech. He stayed there in, in 20 but opted out. But yeah. I, don't, you know, I don't know how much he was actually even involved. If you opt out, yeah. I don't know what that uh, Yeah, I don't know what that, what that like. involved back then. It probably yeah. depends on what team you were on. Right, exactly. Um, but, but, yeah, you're right. His, Baylor was probably his best game of the year. And with he and Cobb both on the, uh, on the incline in terms of performance right now, um, you know, I think, that, I, I think that's really important. Uh, you know, not quite as important this week because Tech is going to throw the ball around a ton. Yes. But long term – Really important to see the uh, the the linebackers making the the strides that, that we kind of thought they could. Yeah. Uh, but to see it actually happening is is going to be really important for these guys long term. I think. Yeah. And it's it's taking pressure off the secondary a little bit. Right. To have these guys because secondary is still where my concern lies on this defense. Um, but they're growing faster than I thought with Benson and Cobb. I didn't expect that fast of right. a development. But here they are. You get the OSU has to be pleased. Yeah. Yeah, I really think so. Um, the secondary uh, is it's less steady than I expected, but you've got, I mean, you think about it, Kendall Daniels mm-hmm. was very impactful. Uh, he was all over the place. You know, he was, he was coming up. They, they, they used him on a blitz uh, a couple of times. He was in run coverage and, and does really well when he's in that situation. They didn't pass coverage plenty, obviously. Um, so he was really impactful. Jason Taylor has the huge pick. Uh, at the end, Thomas Harper has as an interception and 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 a bunch of tackles. So these guys are are making plays uh, just across the board. It's still uh, it, it's still uh, I don't want to compare it to last year. No. That's unfair. It is unfair. Um, but but their uh, their consistency is not quite where yeah. I thought it might be at this point in the season. Yeah, it's a little inconsistent. It feels it, it feels like that's the part that's bending and not breaking as much right as right. the front guys, and so. That's where the concern to me is that like you feel like at any moment they could really break and it's a problem. Like the fourth down play. Right. Where the you know the seventy yard touchdown Baylor had, but you know, that was also a miscommunication with the coaching staff at that right. point too. So you know, that that concerns me, but so we'll see this week. This week feels like the biggest test for the secondary yet. I thought last week was, but now the way tech throws the ball more than Baylor does, I'm a little a little more interested to see what happens here. Right. Um, you alluded to the, the, the fourth down play that turned into a 70-yard touchdown, fourth and four. Um, uh, explain that because I thought that was one of the most fascinating revelations that came out of our, our postgame interviews yep. with everybody, Mike Gundy talking about his involvement in that play. Yeah, so Gundy, I guess, in the last second saw something and told Mason, you got to check, you got to change this play, you got to do this. And at that point, 
it was essentially too late. Like they didn't right. say he's like it was late, but it, it was late, but it was wasn't too late, but it was. He kind of bounced back and forth, but it, right. essentially the, the communication didn't get to the players in time that they could adjust, and they got burned. And Jason Taylor confirmed it after the game. That's what happened. They got the call late. They couldn't adjust, um, and it allowed Benson to be stuck in coverage with a fast receiver right. that he couldn't keep up with, and it burned him. And, yeah. uh, you know, things like that will happen, especially with the new coaching staff, I th- with the new defensive coordinator. I think that's going to happen. I don't, know that it would ha- I don't want to put this on Jim Knowles leaving, but I don't think it would have happened last year with Knowles and with the veteran secondary. Right, right. You know, someone would have saw it a little faster, I think, on that end. Um, but as Gundy said, too, this is also what he gets for getting involved with defense. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let Derek Mason handle, yeah. uh, handle the defensive calls, yeah. and you'll be just fine. Um, all right. Uh, do we, is there anybody? Uh, I talked to Bryson. Um, yeah, I talked to him a little bit. No, you know he's I, I, he is so much fun to talk to. Yeah, he's got a great personality. Uh, he and Blaine are both great. We haven't got to talk to Blaine in forever yeah. um, because he's been injured. Um, Sound like Blaine's doing okay, coming along, itching to get back on the field. But uh, Bryson, have anything interesting to say I while to you him were about around? Jump balls and how much he feels like he's improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he said Rob Glass is a big reason why, and he treats it like a basketball rebound. Which I thought was interesting. I get at the high point. Yeah, um, that's kind of. I was pretty quick with him, but that's kind of where I focused a little bit. Just where he saw his biggest improvements with that, because he's he's catching more jump balls than he normally would have yeah. last year. Uh, the best thing that I got from Bryson Green, and it wasn't my question. I'm not taking credit for that, but uh, he got asked uh, the biggest benefit to having your twin brother on the team with you. At did the Division did, did one, one of the twins in the Ocali ask that? It was not. I oh, was surprised. It was been, not that, one that of the twins. Seems like a good question for them. It would have been yeah. uh, biggest benefit. Share a car, split oh. the gas money. There you go. You're yeah, always going you to the same place anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's so smart. It works out. Half very, the ga- half the gas money. Very economical, right? Decision. Yeah. Especially in these times. Yeah. Very economical. Yeah. Well done. Um, well done. Right. It's 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 really uh, really well played. Um, Bryson, uh, though, like, like I said, I love talking to that dude. I wrote wrote a story about him already, so none of those quotes will be in uh, in the story that I wrote. That's online today. You can go check that out. Uh, but a lot of people had some really good things to say about him. He his his journey just over his entire career fascinates me, and yeah. maybe and maybe it fascinates me more than it should. I just I just love it uh, because because like you see all these roadblocks that yeah. have never have never slowed him down. He, he he enrolls early, but he's got a shoulder injury, has to get surgery, and misses all of spring. So enrolling early doesn't no benefit at all, yeah. other than he's just you know he's in meetings and things, but he's not out on the field doing anything. Comes into the season opener his freshman year, he's the number two guy on opening day, but Langston Anderson goes in and breaks his foot in pregame warmups, and obviously he doesn't want to he doesn't want it to happen that way, yeah. but but he ends up being a starter right, in yeah. in the season opener. Ends up being a, a regular starter throughout the season, uh, other than a couple of injury issues that he dealt with, and and was was a meaningful guy. In I mean, they had so many different guys involved last year. Nobody put up a ton of great stats other than Tay Martin, but he benefited from being on the field. When had Langston Anderson been healthy, he might not have had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Anyway, goes into uh, goes into his sophomore year. He's the number two guy in late August and Jaden Bray has a thumb injury that takes him out and he still hasn't played even played yet might play this week we'll see uh sounds that way but Bryson starts the first four games of the year and has already caught more passes this year than he did all of last year uh really playing at a high level tied for the team lead with three touchdowns among receivers so 
uh, really impactful guy. Um, you know, a unique physical specimen, 6'1", 205. Mm-hmm. Um, for a, a, a receiver at that's just a second, a second year out of high school, um, you know, very physically developed. So um, long term, there's a, there's a big role for him mm-hmm. in, uh, in this offense. Um, you know, just as they get healthy, there's going to be a lot more guys that they're competing internally for, for snaps with because, yeah. I mean, we talked to Gundy yesterday. It sounds like Bray is going to play this Yeah, it's, it sounds very positive for him. And so what do you do then with Bryson? What do you do with, with Bray? Um, they're liking Stephon Johnson more. I don't know if right. that impacts him getting on the field. Um, he's not going to redshirt, Gundy said yesterday too. Mm-hmm. Um, so – I don't know what you do with all these guys. That's a good problem to have. They didn't have this problem last year. Right. So they didn't have a problem, this problem two years ago. Right. Exactly. So now you're so loaded there. It's great. Um, but, yeah, Bryson fascinates me too. But, like I said, I want to see what happens when Jaden Bray gets yeah. back in the mix. And, and you know, they're, they're, uh, they're similar but not really. Yeah. Um, you know, Bray is a little, a little longer, a little more lanky. Yeah. Um, they're really comfortable with him on the, uh, on the fade, the jump ball type situations so i'll be curious to see how how usage uh and necessity factors into all of this how they want to use these guys do you think they put them each on the field together on a near the goal line and say absolutely we're gonna throw a fade to one of them right throw a jump ball to one of them yeah i mean you take your see what happens i mean that that could be tough to defend if you're a defense how do you do that right Especially if you know if you got if you're in a, a four wide situation, yeah, and it's like you got some underneath guys. Where do you yeah. uh, where do you send the extra help? You could slide Brayden Johnson the slot in that situation mm-hmm. and really mess with some people. That could yeah. be fun. That could Absolutely. be fun. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, it's it's receiver and defensive line, the depth that they're working with, the the, the talent that they've got is just yeah. it's hard to hard to even fathom right now. It's really impressive. Um, all right, we're looking ahead to, uh, to, to Tech. We've talked a lot about it, but yeah. anything else that uh, – uh, I, I talked to Caleb Etienne about kind of the challenge ahead because Mike Gundy talked about the variety of things yeah. that Texas Tech will do. Tyree Wilson is I obviously – asked about a, Tyree Wilson you, too, yeah. yes. Uh, what do you have to say about he Basically, him? Basically, he, he's preparing for him. He said he looks ahead to some of these def- defensive guys already and starts getting prepared. And um, he's, He said he's a big physical guy and then – you know, he didn't say a lot of insight about how he's going to do things or anything like that, but he's aware of them. Yeah. I wish he's completely aware of them, I think. But because um, this guy's a monster. Yeah, he is. 6'6", 275. He was at Media Days, right? He was the big guy at Media Days, right? I don't remember. Was he there? He, he was there because there was okay. a huge specimen that was defensive end <laughs> Probably at uh, Texas Tech. I didn't talk to him, but yeah. uh, that guy's he's like, what, 6'6"? Six, six 275. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. So, you know, him um, – it, and, and this one I didn't want to talk to anyone about, but I'm writing about or about for tomorrow's paper on Daydream Taylor Demerson. Um, he's a safety for Texas Tech. Played at Carl Albert High School. High school fans have known him as Daydream Taylor. He's since added a name to his name to his last name. He's had a kid. He's changed positions. Um, went through all this, and he was teammates with Jason Taylor. Um, so I wrote the story, just kind of catching up with him and his journey because it's pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just, this could be his last game in Oklahoma because he plans on trying to go for the NFL to take care of his family and stuff. So I, and that was fascinating too. But I, I don't know. He's not a guy that wows you right now in the secondary. Right, but right. OSU's aware of him. But, oh, yeah. you know, he's not um, a superstar yet, but he's got some talent. Oh, absolutely. And, and I mean, a lot of it is natural talent because yes. this dude hardly played any defense no, at, at high school. No, he didn't play it at all. He didn't like playing defense. <laughs> right. And, and I talked to Mike Corley, the old Carl Albert coach, 
who's still on staff but not the head coach anymore. It's kind of a weird mm-hmm. way to word this. But anyways, right. talked to him, and he's like, we didn't need to play him. We had so much depth in the secondary. We need to play him there. And so it just worked out. And then I thought he was crazy for going to to make your position change at the Big 12 level in, <laughs> in the secondary. seemed like it was nuts, but it's worked out. Yeah, it, it absolutely has. Um, uh, do you want to talk about your, your pregame story, or you want to uh, save that for uh, for the readers? To uh, We'll save that for the readers, but it's coming tease. on Preston Wilson. So yeah, going to be a fun one. Yeah, it'll be a fun one. A little Texas um, Tech connection. Yeah, exactly. Good stuff. Looking forward to that one. So, um, all right, with that, is it uh, is it time to uh, to jump into uh, our predictions? I think it's our the, Stone Cloud uh, Six Pack. Stone Cloud Six Pack time. We got like we need like a theme song or something. Right, for we do. This. The Stone yeah. Cloud Six Pack. Right. Exactly. Da, 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 da. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're not picking the music. Nope, uh, sure not. I'm saying. Um, <laughs> Maybe Addison can pick the music for there us. There we go. Addison can handle that. Yeah, she is uh, multi talented. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, we'll start. Pop the top on the first one. Over or under? Five point five catches. For Brendan Presley this week. What did he have last week? I forgot. Uh, eight last week. Eight, okay. Um, He's been up and down. He has been up uh, and down. In terms of his, uh, his I'm targets. I'm going over. Going over five I and think and they're going to make sure they get him involved against this crazy defense, this multiple looks. Mm-hmm. And if the pass rush is really going, they're going to need Brendan. Yeah. So I think I'm going over. I'm uh, I'm going over as well. Yeah. There are times on this podcast that I'll just disagree with you right. just for the fun of it. Uh, but I can't even make myself do that this week because yeah. I had the exact same thought that, that getting the ball out quickly – Hitting underneath is going to be really yeah. important this week, so I'm uh, I'm I'm sticking with the uh, with the uh, with the over as well. Eight for uh, what was it? Eighty six yards, I believe, yeah. last week. He had week. a really good day. Yeah, he did. Very productive. Very important. And I think uh, a lot of those type of throws are going to be are going to be crucial to uh, putting it, keeping the offense on pace. Uh, it this feels week. like a Brandon Presley touchdown game to me. I can see that. It feels like a day that. he gets a touchdown. Yeah, but that's not and, the question. But it feels like a day he gets a touchdown. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, number two, over or under. 3.6 fourth down tries for Texas Tech. I went 3.6 because that's actually how many they're averaging per game to over this point or under this season. that. I'm going over. They love they love their they fourth love downs, it. man. They love it more than Baylor, which they is do. hard to believe. But I think I'm going over because I think they're going to be in those situations they're going to need to convert fourth downs. Mm-hmm. And the the way I sort of heard it explained is basically if Joey McGuire gets into a situation where he feels like like uh, like like scoring is the only option. Mm-hmm. He would rather go go for it on every fourth down and fail and lose by forty than be conservative, punt and lose by one. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of uh, that's kind of the. This is uh, the not the Mike process. Gundy style of football, folks. No, I thought it was very interesting what he said. I do remember the year that they that they got the uh, uh, the the program oh, yeah. for the analytics. It was the same one that the Philadelphia Eagles used the the year they won the Super Bowl um, when it was really just first becoming becoming a popular thing. They got the same program. Went with uh, you know they they tried tried to use it. Obviously, uh, the analytics program and Gunny's gut. Did not agree most of the time, it sounds like. I would so. I'd love to see that guy walking around tugging on Gunny's <laughs> shirt. Like I just had this visual image of this little bitty guy, right. almost like a little kid with like this notebook, like, uh, sir, uh, sir, yeah. you're supposed to go for it here. Right. Sir, yeah. sir, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, go for it. Go yeah. for it. <laughs> Gundy's swatting him right. around. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, like like the scene in Moneyball when uh, <laughs> when they they first meet Jonah Hill's character and uh, and they're they're like, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, 
Number three, our last one on uh, on the football side of things. Uh, we did this very early in the season, and uh, and I don't think we did it after the first game. Next interception for OSU, uh, and it didn't happen until last week. So I don't even remember what we said after week one. Yeah. Um, but I don't think either one of us had Thomas Harper. So No, we did not. Um, so who are you going with? So uh, Kendall Daniels had one in the opener. Thomas Harper and Jason Taylor last week. Who is next in line for an INT for the Cowboys? Mm, this is a tough one. It is. I'm going to go with Corey Black. Corey Black. Yeah, I think he's going to jump around on the outside All right. and get one. All right. I like that. I'm going back to Jason Taylor. That's fair. I think he's going two in he a row. He goes in bunches. He, he, I, he can do I that. I picked Jason for a lot of things, you so do, I backed yeah. off. Yeah, so. that's fair. That's uh, <laughs> absolutely fair. Um, but, yeah, I think I, I think I think they get a couple. I thought about doing over-under, uh, like, two and a half interceptions for OSU this week. Ooh, I have a feeling they're going to they're gonna rack some up this yeah. week. I don't, I don't know why, but I just I feel that yeah, way. Yeah, they could. Yeah, yeah. I like that. All right, very good. Um, moving on beyond football for the final three here in our our Stone Class this is Six. Our pack. draft style right. fun draft style extravaganza. This week, this week um, now this uh, this topic came up in the press box uh, on Saturday. I don't even remember how or I, why. I'll tell you how. Okay, good. Gundy talked about how the third quarter mm-hmm. was like a video game. Ah, that's right. On Saturday, and I got to thinking. Sports video games. Right. What are our favorite sports video games? Exactly. Because I played a ton of sports video games growing up. I played them mm-hmm. way more than any other kind of video game. Oh, absolutely. So this is going to be fun. Yeah. I think All it's right. your turn to go first. It's my too. turn to go first? Yes. All right. Uh, right off the top, going to to uh, the, the most meaningful video game of my childhood, RBI Baseball 2. Oh, okay. Two. Part one was good. Part two, yeah. off the charts. Okay. It's old Nintendo. Now, yeah. now, before yeah. we go on, I'm a few years older than you, so I was right there for, for the heart of the original Nintendo. I was too. Okay. I didn't yeah, remember. Yeah, I, no, could, I, was I wasn't, sure, I wasn't yeah, yeah. sure how much you would have played oh, that. Yeah, you know, I had an original okay. Nintendo. All right. Yeah. So that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I never played RBI Baseball as much because I was still little. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, right. you know. I had Mario, Mario Duck Hunt, things like that, yep. but didn't play as much on that. There were Techno Tech, tech Mobile, which mm-hmm. you know might be picked later. Um, so that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. All right, what are you going with off the top? First pick. Man, I'm gonna have to go a little newer than that. That's fair. MVP Baseball 2005. Okay. First of all, it's like the first time a baseball game like really arrived to be like a legit baseball game right because right. now like MLB the show is incredible I love MLB right. the show now it's so realistic it's great MVP was the closest thing to that in 2005 it had Manny Ramirez on the cover okay right at the Red Sox won the World Series my college roommate Deaton and I uh, had this game I had the game for my PlayStation 2 okay I believe yeah PlayStation 2 we played it so much you did so much it was just the best game the graphics were great everything about it was so great I, I can't I yeah. can't argue with it. That was, that was right in the sweet spot of of the graphic emergence. Yes, that was uh, yes. that was a that was it was really mind blowing that game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no problems with that one at all. Um, you've already alluded to this, so no surprise here. Uh, Tech Mobile is my next go. pick. That's good. Bo Jackson. was Bo Jackson, unstoppable. So much fun, and yeah. uh, and Lawrence Taylor on defense was he was the same, but he was defense, so you didn't. Uh, yeah. It wasn't as exciting as Bo Jackson, but yeah. you tried to if somebody tried to block him, they just went flying in the air. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, unreal. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, uh, I was absolutely obsessed with that. I liked uh, Super Tech Mobile as well. Yeah. Uh, but the original 
uh, as reversing from my RBI uh, yeah. preference. The original was where it was for me. Yeah. It's good. All right. What you going with number two? I, it's going to be the weird one. We ta- I actually talked about this in the press box. The Deion Sanders game on Sega. Sega right. Genesis. I think it was called Primetime mm-hmm. Football. It was so good. It was not a Madden. It was not, you know, I didn't really care for NFL Blitz as much on the Sega. Mm-hmm. But I loved the Primetime one. Deion Sanders obviously was incredible. The Cowboys were really good then. I've been a Cowboys fan my whole life, unfortunately. Um, Deion Sanders, you could talk trash to people. <laughs> you hit a button with, like, a defensive lineman, and he would literally just be like, stand up and point and talk to people. <laughs> and I don't, I never understood why. Mm-hmm. And But it was so much fun to do that, and then you rush and go sack the guy. Right. It was great. It was it was so much fun. I, I, I played that game. Endlessly, yeah. As as uh, I don't know, ten, twelve years old, probably. I love yeah. it so much. Yeah. Um, all right. My my final one. I had I had I, I li- literally the list here takes up half my phone. I've got a huge list. Oh that man, I, I didn't make to a list. From. I'm on top of my I head. Had, I had to. I had to make a list because yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't sort them out. That's I had. Right. Uh, uh, I wanted to. I, I almost. Want, I was going to pick Arch Rivals, an old Nintendo basketball game where you could punch guys. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it wasn't real yeah. players, but you could punch guys as you're running mm-hmm. down the court. Um, it led to an argument that actually got my Nintendo taken away. Uh, <laughs> I was going to pick it just to tell that story, but I'll just tell right, the story yeah. anyway. Um, uh, NFL Blitz, the arcade version. Right. I worked at a movie theater in the late 90s. We had it in there. Yeah. Every time it was dead in there, I was over there playing NFL Blitz. Um, Bill Walsh, 95. Nobody really remembers this. Oh, yeah. It no, was a precursor I, yeah. to NCAA football. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why 95 was the one that we had, but I loved, yeah. I, I loved it. Um, gosh, there's so many old Nintendo games. I won't go through the whole list. I, I could talk about you this gotta all day. You got to pick one. I got to pick one. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm sticking with an old Nintendo game though. I don't know okay. why. All three picks are old Nintendo games. Yeah. I'm going with Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Number that's three. a good one. I thought that's where you might go. That's a good one. Yep. That's yeah. I I, I loved it. Um, I uh, had the code memorized for years. <laughs> I, it's uh, somehow gotten lost in yeah. uh, in my brain with all the other numbers that I've tried to memorize over yeah. the years. I but. had some codes for some baseball games too. Where you automatically hit a home run. Oh, yeah. And it was like 550 feet. It was unreal. Um, I don't think it was MVP, but it was something I had mm-hmm. to code for. Yeah, I love when you got those codes. Oh, yeah. They don't do it anymore. Yeah. No. It's not fun. That's good. Yeah. So much so much fun. It was uh, yeah. just all of it was, was amazing. I, I yeah. still go back and play it regularly, but that's a different yeah. story. My final pick. Final pick. I'm going NBA Jam. That was on my list as well. I love NBA Jam. It could be arcade. Right. It could be on, what, Sega? It could mm-hmm. be on... I don't know, PlayStation, whatever it was on, right. NBA Jam was so cool. Just so cool. And I remember, was it Shaq and Penny together? Mm-hmm. Right, right. I used right. to just do that all the time, Shaq and Penny, because they were awesome. Um, then you had the Bulls, you know, get Jordan and Pippen together um, on one of them, I think. And it, Jordan wasn't always on games. Right, right. You remember that. I don't know if people realize, remember this. Michael Jordan was not always on games because I think the Players Association thing, right. he wouldn't sign off. Because right. I remember some games you'd have like a – Fake Michael Jordan, right? And he like, had his own. Remember Jordan versus Bird? You ever yeah. played that? No, yeah, I never a, played that. that was but I heard one. of it. And I remember like baseball games too. Barry Bonds sometimes wasn't on games. Right, right. He had a fake Barry Bonds that my bat right handed that looked like Barry Bonds, <laughs> and it was just yeah. bizarre. But Big I remember giant head. The, the NBA Jam with Michael Jordan was great. There was also an NBA Live. They had mm-hmm. Michael Jordan on at once that right. I just killed everybody with Michael Jordan. But yeah, yeah NBA Jam for me. Watching someone get on fire and doing things you could do was so much fun. Oh yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was a blast. It was very high on uh, on my list. Uh, NCAA football 06 was the first one where you oh, could go recruit yeah. players. Yeah, that was a big. Uh, that was I, a big we, game changer. We had that in my in my college house too. Yep. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, I was always okay. better at Madden than I was college NCAA. Or I was the other way. Yeah. I don't know if I was better, but I was. I always yeah. preferred the college one. Uh, uh, being a baseball guy, there's two old uh, random Nintendo baseball games. I'm curious if you ever played either one of them. Baseball Stars being the first one. Baseball Stars, yes. Pretty it sure. Was, uh, it, was the, it was the first one that you, where you could create your own team. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. I think you should create my little you, league team. Yeah, you could, you could play a game, win money to improve your team, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Of course, the Nintendo had no memory card, so it was like 50-50 yeah. whether it was going to save your team after you, Man, after you shut it off. memory cards are the best invention. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other one, uh, Little League World Series Championship. Did you play the Little League Baseball? No. Oh, it was really fun. Oh, man, uh, I missed yeah. that one. It was big time good. Me and my brother were, uh, were obsessed with that and, one for a while. Speaking of Madden, so. I had Madden my first year in college. I think it was Madden. It was 04 is my first semester, the fall of 04. Mm-hmm. So it was either 04 or 05. I feel like they always did it a year ahead right? for yeah. some reason. Anyways, played that one endlessly. It was the first mm-hmm. time I really had that I could do it online, too. So I started playing people all over the country oh, online nice. with my internet from school uh-huh. in my dorm room. And T.O. was on the Eagles and – People would get that and just burn you a T.O. all day and McNabb. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Uh, anything else? I think it's time to wrap up here. No, we I, got, I think uh, we're ready for some barbecue outside. over here. Uh, yeah, I think it's time. Uh, the line has, uh, has calmed down out there. Yeah. I think it's time to get out there and enjoy some barbecue. All right. Well, that will wrap it up for this edition of the Cowboy Chronicles. Uh, thanks uh, to those of you watching on YouTube. If you're listening on Apple. Uh, whichever one you're uh, you're on, go put your uh, your score prediction in the comments. We will uh, we will drink a beer in your honor next week. We appreciate uh, all of you who are uh, following along. We'll be coming to you on Twitter Spaces and on the podcast channel after the Texas Tech game on uh, on Saturday night. We're going to do it before We're midnight. Get this fixed before midnight. We'll have yep. a, we'll have we'll have it yes. done. It'll be the first time all season, uh, but we promise we'll uh, we'll come through with that. Uh, remember to subscribe to the. Uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys Sports Minute at the Oklahoman. And, uh, and of course, don't forget about them here at Stone Cloud. Come over, take, uh, take good care of them. 917 South Husband Street here in Stillwater. That will do it for this edition of the Cowboy Chronicles. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.